So this past weekend, Buddy, we mentioned it yesterday. First of all, if you weren't able to watch yesterday's broadcast, go ahead and go back and watch it. There are so many nuggets and important pieces that the Lord just unlocked yesterday. So take the time to go back and watch it. And yesterday we mentioned that this past Sunday, Buddy actually had the opportunity to minister our Sunday morning service. And what Buddy, what the Lord had Buddy minister on was that the Lord is your keeper and what that means. So today we're going to kind of talk about that, how, from the perspective of how you can stay kept by God. Mm -hmm. Like we know the Lord is our keeper. The Lord protects us. The Lord desires to protect us all of the time. But you made the point that it's our decision whether or not we abide under the covering of God. Mm -hmm. So there have been times in my life where things have happened and I'm like, where was God? And Mm -hmm. it's not that God didn't desire to keep me. It's not that he wasn't trying to protect me. It Mm -hmm. was that I had moved out from underneath his covering. So instead of being in this place, I had moved here and all of a sudden I'd opened myself up to stuff. So today we're going to talk about how we can stay in that abiding protection. Yeah. Well, uh, like what instantly comes to my mind was, uh, you know, when the Israelites were going through the wilderness, what happened? They had the pillar of fire by day and the cloud or the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night. Yeah. And, you know, when when that was moving, they would move with it. You know, as the as the pillar would move, they would move with it. That and Whenever they were crossing the sea, you know, what happened? The pillar came in front of the sea and, and led them to the sea. And so when, when the enemy started to attack, what, what did the pillar do? It went around behind and protected them from, from, the, attack, from yeah. the attack. And God opened up the sea and then they walked through. The pillar was there the whole time, but it was their responsibility to remain with that pillar. It was, yeah. That was their responsibility. And that's what it looks like, you know, when... In uh, Psalm 121, you can put that in the comments. Psalm 121. I would encourage you to read the whole thing. Um, We might not read it today, but I would encourage you to take some time to read that today. But Psalm 121, verse 5, it says this. The Lord is your keeper. Yeah. The Lord is your keeper. See, that's that's one of the names of God and one of the attributes of God that... that, that I haven't heard talked about as much. Yeah. But he will put this in the comments. My God will keep me. He's my keeper. That's who he is. In mm-hmm. his nature, he keeps his, his children. Yeah. But there's a... Di- and so when it says this, the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade on your right side, what he's saying is God is over you. Yeah. He's over you and he wants to keep you and protect you. But what happens if... if and, you know, we talked about this on Sunday. What happens if, you know, I'm in the keeping of the Lord... And I see an attack coming. Like, for, for example, uh, you know, I, I use this example a lot on Sunday. But, like, if, if there's a bill coming up and I don't know how I'm going to pay it. Yeah. And the attack is not the bill. You know, that's not the attack. The attack is from the enemy who tries to, to get me in a position where I remove myself from right. the keeping. So I see the, the attack is the fear. The attack is the anxiety. The attack is the, the temptation to, to step out of the covering. And, and what does that look like? All right, well, now I'm going to have to figure it out on my own. Right. I need to figure out how to pay this. I need to move stuff around. I need to go take a loan. I need to do this. I need to ask for money. I need all this stuff. Yeah. What, what, am, what am I doing? I, I'm trying to figure out on my own how to deal with the attack. And what I'm doing is I'm moving off out of the, the keeping of the Lord. Yeah. And I'm opening myself up to, to really get demolished. Yeah. But when I'm in the keeping of the Lord, what I'm doing is I'm just sticking with Him. Lord, 
give me wisdom, show me what to do, and I know you'll give me that wisdom yeah. too. And he'll begin to lead you. When he moves, you move. Yeah. When, when he goes back, you go back. When he stands and stays in a spot, I'm going to stand and stay in the spot, and it's there that I'm kept. Yeah. Put it in the comments. I'm kept. I'm kept. You're not alone. You're kept by the Lord. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's our responsibility to remain in His keeping. Yeah, I think one of the things with me, and I don't remember your exact wording, but I know you, you hit on this point, and it, it really blessed me that you did because for me, like as I've heard these things over the years, I've recognized my responsibility to abide under the covering of mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So when I've realized that I've stepped out, there has ha there has in the past been an opportunity to fear. Mm -hmm. um, like I was talking to pastor just a few weeks ago about something and he had given me a list of things to do. It was a very short list, mm -hmm. only four things. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. It was not a long list, yeah. but he's like, do these four things and things will go well with the situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to him like, I've done all four things. It was only four, but I've done all of them since you told me not to. Mm -hmm. And knowing that I had done all four of these, mm -hmm. I knew that I missed it. Like mm -hmm. I knew yeah. I should not do this. I am to be obedient and I missed it. Mm -hmm. And an opportunity for fear came in of, well, I stepped out of the covering. That means bam, 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 all this junky stuff is happening. But God is a God who looks for every legal, spiritual loophole mm -hmm. yeah. to bless us. And the pastor says that a lot. Put that in the comments. God is looking yeah. for every legal, spiritual loophole mm -hmm. to bless me. Yeah. And he's not just standing there going, oh, well, Barrett's out from underneath the covering. Guess doom and gloom and despair is going to be on her now. Ha ha. No, it, yeah. it's God desires for yeah. us to be blessed. And mm -hmm. even when we've missed it, his mercy, that's why it's new every yeah. single morning. Mm -hmm. Because every morning we could realize, oh, I fell short mm -hmm. of the glory of God. Not that we're striving to or trying to or even believing to. But our corrupted flesh could mm -hmm. get us in that place. And when we yeah. recognize it, he is faithful mm -hmm. and he is just to forgive us of our sins. Yeah. And his mercy is brand new. His mercy is what keeps us too. Mm -hmm. Even when we've missed it, his mercy is there to cover us each and every single day. Yeah. Well, well the Bible is very clear that God is an ever-present help in yeah. time of need. Ever-present. That means... That, that includes, because the Bible says he's an ever-present, the Amplified says, and well-proved help. Yeah. So, so recognizing that helps us understand if he's ever-present to help, that means he's even ever-present to help in a situation that I might have put myself in. Right. You know, if I step out of the covering, all I have to do is repent and then he'll come and, and come back to him and and now we're together yeah. you know like god's not looking for a reason to keep away from you he's looking for every reason to get to you yeah he wants to get to us he wants to be close to us he wants to bless us he like he want the you read it in uh jeremiah chapter three god god was saying to the people and and what what's the context these people are in exile they they they've they were they entered the promised land but then they, they turned from him and went their own way but you read it in jeremiah three uh, in the New Living, it, God says, I wanted nothing more than to bless you. That, yeah. That's what God wants to do. And he said, and if you turn back to me, I'll give it back to you. So, yeah. so really, if we stepped out and we got attacked or, or we see the attack coming even harder, yeah. all we need to do is, is make a correction. Father, I missed it. I'm sorry. 
Come, you know, help me. Yeah. Help me. He's an ever-present help in time of need. So even if I missed it, I still have help. Put that in the comments. Even if I missed it, I still have help. Yeah. All I have to do is repent. I, see, it's not just a... Because there, there can be a ditch where, oh, I just do my own thing. And then... And then basically ask God to clean up the mess. Yeah. That's not what, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about repentance. No, God, I'm, I missed it. I recognize it. I, I thought I was doing what was right. Recognize I missed it. And now, God, I need your help. Yeah. Help me, Lord. And when he recognizes that your heart is pure towards him, yeah. what, what does the Bible say? Uh, for those who are, whose hearts are pure towards him, he's looking to show himself strong in, them, yeah. in their lives. God wants to show himself strong in your life. And if your heart's pure towards him, he's going to show himself strong. Even if you step out, come back under the shadow. Yeah. You know, Psalm 91.1, those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord will find rest under the shadow of the Almighty. But Jesus said in uh, Matthew 11, Mark 11, Matthew 10, it's in one of those chapters. I just gave you three, but it's in one of them. Come to me all who are weary. Yeah. You know, it's when it is. It's in the Bible. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he's saying, why are you weary and heavy laden? Because you're not under the shadow. But he's saying, come to me, and I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Basically, what, what is he saying? He's saying, I'm an ever-present help. Yeah. In time of need. If you're in a time of need, he's an ever-present and well-proved help in that yeah. time of need. Well, there's a there's a phenomenal book about submission and authority, and 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 that has everything to do with the keeping. You you brought a wonderful point as um, as you were ministering of what being kept truly looks like, and the visual that comes to me anytime we talk about this is an umbrella. You know, when it's raining out, being kept by God truly means that even in the middle of a storm, I have a supernatural umbrella that no matter what's going on around me, I'm kept from those yeah. things. And the book by John Bevere called Undercover talks about mm -hmm. proper yeah. submission and authority. And without mm -hmm. truly submitting to God, we won't be able to be fully kept the way he wants to keep yeah. us. It's not that his mercy is not there. Mm -hmm. There have been times where I, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times where I've looked back over my life. I'm like, I was so ignorant here. Like I was so silly here. Mm -hmm. Why did I think this? Or why did I do this? And his mercy kept me. So it's not that God will only help you if you obey him. Like he is a merciful God. However, there's a fullness to his keeping that yeah. comes through proper submission, authority, yeah. and obedience. And if we don't truly submit to God, mm -hmm. then when it comes time to resist the devil and have him help us do that, then we won't we won't see the devil flee. Because the first part of that, a lot of times we'll hear, resist the devil, he shall flee. It's, no, no, submit to God first. Mm -hmm. That's first. And in order to be kept, we have to be properly submitted. We have to abide with yeah. him. You know, it's that it's revelation too. It's mm -hmm. a verse that we quote so often here on the broadcast, here in the ministry, because it's a key that the Lord gave this particular ministry, uh, the reset series that we've talked about before. Buddy just talked about it recently here on the broadcast, yeah. I believe with Marky. But Intimacy with him is what ensures that we stay in that place yeah. of being kept. Mm -hmm. Intimacy with God yeah. ensures I am kept. Put that in the comments. Mm -hmm. Intimacy yeah. with the Father ensures mm -hmm. I'm kept. Intimacy and obedience, mm -hmm. they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. It's like with George, my husband, I like I can't truly have an intimate relationship with him if 
I am, and I've done this before, this is basically what year one of our marriage was. It was delightful for everyone involved. Um, I was a butt. Like, I, there was no real intimacy between he and myself because we may hang out and talk a lot, but I was so rude. Like I wasn't properly submitted. I'd challenge him or I'd question him and I'd do my own thing. And there was no real intimacy involved in our relationship because it was always me pushing and fighting and pushing and fighting and pushing and fighting. Well, when we do that with God, God's instructions to us are peace. Like it's peaceful and it's wonderful. And he's leading us to triumph. You know, 2 Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God who is always leading us to triumph through Christ. He's not going to give you an instruction that's going to lead you to destruction. God won't give you an instruction that will lead to your destruction. He won't do it. That's anti-him. It's anti-Christ for him to do that. So when he tells us to do something or tells us to go a certain place or to do a certain thing and we're just bucking and arguing and God, I don't want to do that. God, I really don't want to do that. That doesn't sound fun. This sounds really hard. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is fighting being kept by him because yeah. his instructions are for life. Yeah. George wasn't trying to control me. George was trying to be a, a dutiful husband and lead our home well. And I, without understanding submission and authority, I just bucked him the whole stinking time. And it was awful. But when I finally learned how to shut up and <laughs> just yield, and I'm still growing in these things because I wasn't raised that way. So it's still a learning process. But the more I've done it, the more intimacy our relationship has been able to have, the more unity is there, and the more George has been able to cover me as my husband. And our marriage has worked the way it should. The relationship with God is the same way. When we submit, he is able to truly be God in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you look at uh, Psalm 23. Right? Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. What, what is a shepherd? He's one who keeps the sheep. Yeah. So you can say the Lord, my keeper, he's my shepherd. He's the one who keeps me. He's the one who cares for me. Yeah. How, how, how do I know that? Because you read through Psalm 23 and that's what you see. Yeah. I shall not want I, or I lack no thing. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah. And, and even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because he's with me. That, that, that's where you see. Like, I, I don't have to fear what I see. I don't have to yeah. fear the attack. I don't have to fear the evil. I don't have to feel all, fear all those things. Why? Because he's with me. Yeah. Right? He's with me. He's keeping me. How do I know he's keeping me? Because the very next verse says that his rod and his staff, they come for me. His rod is to beat off my enemies. You know, a shepherd would have a rod so that if a fox would come, if anything would come, they would whack it. They, they, yeah. beat, it, they beat it away. So, yeah. So when I'm abiding with my shepherd, when I'm abiding with him, what am I doing? I'm resting with my shepherd and I'm allowing that fellowship. Yeah. See, that's because this is what fellowship is. Fellowship is abiding with your father and, and just trusting him. You know, we, we talked about that last week, you know, the importance of trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trusting him. I'm abiding in him. And as I'm doing that, I know I'm kept. Yeah. And so I don't have to fear anymore. Yeah. I, I don't have to fear anymore because I'm abiding with perfect love and perfect love cast out fear. Yeah. And I know that if I'm in him and in that fellowship, I'm kept. I yeah. have help. I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, to overcome this on my own. No, I, I can just rest in him and he'll show me what to do. Yeah. Well, and a lot of times what, what I've noticed, I, I think I mentioned this Sunday, I've been at Boomerang for over eight years now. It was eight years last week, but 
in those eight years, I have grown more in my relationship with God than I had in the 24 years prior. But what I've realized is, you know, all growing up, when once I had gotten saved, all during that time, I was trying to please the Lord, you know, sometimes more than others. But like, I, I wasn't bad intentioned. Like, I wanted Him to be pleased. But what I've realized is, a lot of times the reason that we're not kept is because we haven't fully allowed God's ways to be our ways. So in like in submission and authority, there is a, there's a structure Mm -hmm. for, for that, that he uses. And part of that structure just arrived on the broadcast. Pastor Brian's going to be zooming in. I think we have someone here with us. Pastor? Zooming in. Hello? Hello, correspondent pastor. Pastor! Pastor Ryan! Hello, sir. How are you doing? I I can't hear you in here. I is just realized co- we... Is the computer unmuted? <laughs> Good. Can you hear me now? Oh, Yay. I can hear you now. Awesome. Hello. Hello. Hi, sir. How are you doing? Good, good. Just catching up. That's awesome. Well, do you have anything that you would like to add to what we've been talking about? Well, I haven't been able to hear you for the last few minutes, so I'm just now catching up. Okay. Well, basically, we've been talking about um, the keep, you know, about our message on Sunday, how the Lord is our keeper and how our submission to Mm -hmm. our authority, um, you know, not just God's authority, but spiritual authority, um, that helps us be kept because we're undercover, you know, undercover um, under that covering, we're protected. Under that covering, we're kept. Under that covering, you know, when the enemy tries to come at us, we are kept yeah. and we're protected. Well, yeah. And as you were hopping on, yeah. what I was about to say, um, just so that way the thought's finished, is a lot of times I've seen people not truly be kept because they say, I, I'm going to submit to God. It's what we were talking about yesterday. I'll submit to God, but I don't need to submit to the leadership structure that God's placed. I don't need to submit to a pastor. I don't need to submit anywhere. It's me and God. And that's a lot of times why people, myself included at points, haven't been fully kept because I haven't submitted myself to the ways of God. So there's an aspect of his keeping and protection that I've missed out on. And you've really taught me that, how to, why that's important. Yeah, and I think Abigail's on the controls there if she'll hit the view and hit gallery view i think it'll show both of us but anyway i'll let her figure that out but um you know a lot of times we are a lot of times we have ideas of the way that things should go and our ideas we can't see the full scope of everything we can't see the full scope of everything that god can that's interesting you just got inceptionized (laughs) switch the computer back off of me (laughs) switch switch on the switch or the main screen to be on buddy and bear and uh there you go and so then what you'll see is i don't know how that's showing on the screen but y'all should see it but one of the things that we see is that when we look at god and we look at um Buddy, you may want to go help her fi- figure that portion out. So anyway, we kind of threw her in the mix, mix of it. So anyway, 
We're doing one technological things, things today. We're, we're, we're doing this knows all the details. He knows all the details. He knows what's going on. And we don't know all of that. We need his, we need his input on it. And he'll see things that we don't see. And so if we're not following by his leading, please, buddy, go back there and help her fix that. Thank you. Um, if we don't um, follow his leading, then we'll find ourselves maybe in a good place, but not a God place. Yeah. And so a lot of times there's places that God has designed for us that are perfect, that are covered, that are protected. Uh, but we're moving by logic. We're moving by what we see, uh, but we're not moving by the leading of God. And if we're not mindful of that, if we're not mindful of it, then what we'll do is we'll actually find ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong, doing the wrong thing, yeah. or we'll be in the right place, but at the wrong time, or we'll be in the wrong place, but at the right time. So we're somewhere else. So that's where we have to take uh, our leading from the Lord because God wants to bless us. He's got no plans for our tragedy, no plans for calamity, uh, but we have to be led by God. We can't be led by our feelings. We can't be led by our emotions. Yeah. We can't be led by what we see. Uh, ultimately, this is a spiritual world that we live physically in. Um, you know, And so the issue is many times we try to make decisions by physical uh, logic instead of spiritual logic. And one of the key verses that you can look at with that is Hebrews chapter 11. And in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, you can see verse three, it says that the worlds were formed by the word of God. It was formed by things which you don't see. So the world at its root is spiritual. And so if we constantly move by by physical means, physical logic, uh, the mind, will, and emotions, and not being led by the Spirit of God, we're going to find ourselves at odds with the plan of God and all of the things that He is, uh, you know, releasing. Yeah. And so we want to be everywhere where He releases us. It's always the best place that we can be. Yeah, I've I've learned that from you, like just watching you and Pastor Nicole so much. You know, there, even the story with Noelle, like I was over at the house last night and looking at Noelle, she's literally a miracle of God. Like she, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that Pastor Brian, if you don't know, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole's dog was hit by a car a few weeks ago. And she's like, you wouldn't even know it if there wasn't the road rash on her. Right. Like you wouldn't even know. But even in that situation, physically, you had desires to do other things, but being led by the Spirit of God allowed you and, and the family to stay in that place of peace and, and allowed her to really receive from the Lord because you stayed in peace. You were able to have that peace, flood your home, flood your property, flood your animals, and the grace of God was able to come on her. And I've learned so much watching you guys that just because I see something a certain way, everything that I can see is subject to change. Everything that is able to be physically seen is temporary. It's a temporal situation. So basing my eternal decisions off of a temporary situation, mm -hmm. when you think of it, 
that way. It's really silly. Like, why would I make a decision that's going to impact eternity、mm-hmm. on something that could change in a moment? You know、yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, and this is where recognizing that we are kept is huge. You yeah. Know? Like, if God's got to figure it out, He's got to figure it out. You know? And so, so what I need to do, because you, you look, basically, let's pretend like this is our entire life. Yeah. Right? This, this is the lifespan that we have. God sees it all just, just like I can see this phone. You know?、mm-hmm. He sees it so easily. And He sees every decision that will lead us to, to blessing, prosperity, peace, hope, joy, love. He sees the decisions that will destroy us. You know,、yeah. He sees it all, which is why He gave us this, <laughs> because He sees all that and He knows what will lead us to, to life and life abundant. Yeah. But,、uh, but He sees it all. So, so if I'm at this point and I'm getting ready to look at something that's. Um, not answering that phone call. But, like, if, if I'm getting ready to, if, to face something that to me looks huge, but to、yeah. God it's, it looks like this, God is able to give me the exact instruction I need to overcome that.、Yeah. And so, why, why would I, just being one little speck on this, you know, think that I know more than, than God? You know?、right. And so, all I, all I need to do is, God, James 1 5. And if you lack wisdom, ask God, it will give it to you. That's、mm-hmm. basically what it says. God, help me. <laughs> help me.、Yeah. Right? I need help, and I know that you'll help me. And when I do that,、yeah. he'll help me, and he'll give me the exact instruction I need to overcome it. Because、yeah. he wants, put, put this in the, in the comments God wants me to succeed more than I want to succeed.、Yeah. He wants me blessed more than I want to be blessed. And, and r- when I recognize that, I'm going to trust him a lot more、yeah. than, than I'm going to trust myself in this situation. Well, and God, God is a chess player. Like, so often we're moving, like, we're playing checkers where it's one move, then another move. But God is a strategist. That's really been coming up in my spirit over the last year. God is a strategist, and he knows. What things need to be where at what time,、yeah. and he is so wise. He knows every move that needs to be made. So, and again, I've learned this with Pastor because there will be, when I moved here, I thought that I'd be doing this and this and this, and Pastor started. Having me do these things that I was like, why on earth am I doing this right now? Like, I don't understand what benefit there is to me doing this.、Mm-hmm. But, Pastor, because of his anointing over my life, Pastor is able to see farther than I am.、Yeah. And he knew that for years, me,、um, me doing these different tasks were. Equipping me、mm-hmm. with things I needed for right、yeah. now.、Mm-hmm. That right now, all those foundational things he was having me do then were keys that I needed to have. But、mm-hmm. had I resisted him and bucked him and said, no, I'm not going to do that,、yeah. I wouldn't have the supply that I needed for today.、Yeah. God is a strategist and he knows what we need and when we need it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Pastor, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Ooh. Ooh, we're smushed. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's trying some different things. There's possibly if they did a picture in picture, but y'all have to figure that out there. But、mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Lord, you know, the Lord is working all things together for our good.、Uh, but what I found is that many times we, we don't fully trust Him in that. And because of that, when illogical things come up, Uh, we'll go with the logical, and we're, we've got to learn to get okay, to be out of our comfort zone, to be out of that. And we've got to be okay if people don't understand that.、Um, you know, when, for example, when Nicole and I started 
the church. And uh, the Lord told me uh, to sell my company. Well, from the from the logical standpoint, selling my company and our livelihood right after we had bought a house and bought a car and everything, um, that did not make sense. That was illogical. Well, what we couldn't see was boomerang as it exists today. We didn't know that. We didn't know that ministry. We didn't know everything that was going on. God knew that. What we also couldn't see was the job that Nicole would get. God knew those pieces, but we had to trust him. Well, in the middle of that, in the middle of trusting him, we had people that thought we were crazy. <laughs> you know, we had people that just, they thought we had lost our mind. And I understand that. I get that. But um, we hadn't. We just heard from God and were obedient. And we resolved it within ourselves to say, Lord, we trust you more than we trust our feelings. We trust you more than we trust our logic. You are working these plans out and you are strategizing these things. And, um, you know, we can't see all of that, but we trust you. And as we trust him, it was beautiful because just the Lord's plan worked out and it was just beautiful, you know. Uh, buddy, you're when the Lord told you to step down where you were at before you came here, uh, you know, you stepped down, I guess, a good six months or so mm -hmm. before you even knew about Boomerang or, or well, no, there was a few months before you knew about Boomerang, but six yeah. months or so before you got here and uh, you didn't know where the Lord was leading you. But God saw all of those things. He had a plan. He is definitely a strategist. He is looking to get good things to us. And we have to decide, do we trust him or not? Yeah. Do we trust him? And when we do that, we'll step into some areas that we can't see. We'll step into some areas that are not going to make sense to us. And uh, But the, the issue really is trust. Do we trust him to keep us? Do we trust him in that way? So I think y'all probably have multiple testimonies of that, of just learning. We've been talking a whole lot about trust recently, and I, I think that's one of the greatest topics that we can have. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you were talking about um, how, you know, a lot of people thought you were crazy, you know, whenever you were doing that. I, like, what, what came to my mind was Abraham. You know, when God told Abraham, hey, you know, but could, well, one of the things I kept reminding myself when, when the Lord told me to step down from my previous church and with, with zero understanding of where I was going or what's next or what's happening, and, like, I went several months without sa a salary and stuff like that, you know, I recognized how crazy it looked, but I kept telling myself, this is nothing. You know, yeah. this, this, is, this isn't a huge faith step. It seems like it. But you look at but you know you look at Abraham, right? What did Abraham do? God said, Abraham, I want you to leave your your father and mother's house, and I want you to go to the land. I'll I'll show you. It, it was a similar call, you know. Um, I want you to go, and I'm not going to tell you where you're going. It's a similar call, but here's the difference. It was me and my wife versus Abraham, his wife, and literally like hundreds of other people in their family, <laughs> in their families, right? Yeah. So like this is a lot heavier of a responsibility that Abraham's yeah. doing as he's just walking yes. into the woods with all these people being like, I don't know where we're going, but, you know, we're trusting God, you know. And did God fail him? Did God work it out? God worked it, mm -hmm. it out. But Abraham did dumb things too because God said to Abraham, like, you're going to be the father of many nations. And then Abraham's going, he's like, okay, Sarah, I want you to tell people that you're my sister um, because they might kill me. What's, what's he doing? Is he, tr is, 
at that, did he miss it there? Obviously he missed it because did God give him a promise? And what, so if God gave him a promise, is he going to die? No, <laughs> but, but he, he did miss it in that area. You know, they missed it with Ishmael and stuff like that. But here's the thing. Was God merciful? Yeah. yeah. Was God still an ever-present help? Yeah. Did God still keep his covenant? Yeah. Um, so like even Abraham had his moments where he missed it, but I can't tell, like, you, like the Bible doesn't really show us, but how many people probably thought Abraham was insane? Yeah. W- where are you going, Abram? Oh, you're just going to go into, God told you to walk into the woods and, and he'll show you where, oh, okay, Abram, you know, like yeah. you crazy person. Oh God, you're hundred years old and God told you you're going to, you're going to be a big nation. Yeah. Okay, Abram, you know, like he sounded pretty crazy at that moment, but was he, but he heard the word of God and he knew he was kept and, and no matter how old he was, no matter what's going on, he, he continued to be obedient and God worked it out. Yeah. God worked it out. So, you know, in our situation, God worked it out. He brought us here and he blessed it. Yeah. He blessed it. Well, yeah. I think for me, like, there, and pastors, right? Like, there are so many things I can think of, but the one that the Lord brings up to me right now of just trusting him and submitting to him, mm-hmm. submitting to his direction, yeah. I can remember just going back to where we were a few minutes ago. In that year of George and I being married for the first time, What was also happening during that time here in the ministry was like half the church left. Like during that time, literally, I'm not exaggerating, there were so many people that left Boomerang. So many. And here I am, including, like I was leading the youth at that point. So including kids that had been coming to youth, including people that I'd considered to be friends. Like George and I had so many people at the wedding that we look back on pictures and like half of them don't even speak to us anymore. Mm. So like we're, I'm in that point and emotionally it felt like this, but like more dramatic, like, and mostly down. And I'm watching all these people leave. I'm seeing in me, it doesn't feel firm. It, it feels so unstable. And yet, like in my brain, I literally thought my, my flesh's reaction, my default, if I allow it to be, is to run. Yeah. Like it gets hard and whatever my flesh wants to run. Mm-hmm. And I literally thought at different points, I could leave. Mm-hmm. I could leave and it would, it would be a lot easier to leave. I could leave. People are telling me I'm crazy to still stay at this church. My life feels like crap right now. I like this sucks. Everything about this feels like it's not getting better, only getting worse. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, I had enough word in me because of my shepherds and the authority that I was placed under that even as the thought came up in my brain, you could run. My spirit man said, where would you go? This is where you're called. Where would you go? Where are you going to find help? How would it ever get better if you left the people that I've called you to be? How would it get better if you've left the church where that's a life source for you? It won't. You stay. And even though my flesh screamed that entire year, God did something miraculous in my home, in my marriage, in my mind, in who I was, because instead of living my emotions like pastor was saying not to do, instead of letting my emotions rule, I trusted. God said, stay. I don't understand why. I don't even understand how it could get better, but it will and it did. It did. 
It did. Serena put, if we ran, where would we go? Yeah. Truly, if I were to run, I had no place to go. Everything I had was here. Yeah. So I stayed and God proved himself faithful. Mm -hmm. And from that point, I've like, that's been my resolve. Mm -hmm. If you could do it then at my worst moments, mm -hmm. you're going to do it forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He is trustworthy. You know, the first Corinthians 10, uh, 13 says that, uh, we will not face something that is beyond us yeah. and God, and God is faithful. So we're not going to face a temptation that is not common to man when man will allow God to help yeah. is the context of that. And so he is faithful. He is not, um, he is not withholding his goodness. He yeah. is not uh, holding back on us. He is, he is faithful. He's not going to drop his faithfulness in the yeah. middle of it. He is faithful. Yeah. And many times we see that we we get into a situation, the pressure hits us, and all of a sudden we crack and crumble. That's yeah. the time to trust God more. I had a situation uh, not too long ago, and I didn't I didn't lose money, but I lost it was an investment, and I didn't lose money, but I lost the opportunity to make some. Yeah. And it was significant amount. Um, you know multiple tens of thousands of dollars. And it was, it caught my attention because I went, Lord, how did I miss that? And uh, the Lord said, you didn't trust me. And I was like, I, was, <clears throat> I basically, what I did was God didn't tell me to do anything, but in logic, I made a decision and I got out of the situation a day before it would have made me tens of thousands of dollars. Mm. And I, so I got out and, and I said, Lord, why did I miss that? He said, he said, cause you moved by logic. He said, I didn't tell you to get out of that. Yeah. He said, you didn't hear from me to get out of that. I said, but Lord, it had, I had been in the negative and now it came up and it was a lot of money. And the Lord said this to me, he said, all the more reason you should have heard from me. <laughs> and I went, good point. <laughs> Sorry about that. And uh, we will not be making that mistake again. We need to have a fellowship and a relationship with God. Uh, and so it was funny because recently I actually had another situation. And at this moment, it looks like I miss God. But the issue is, uh, I don't think that I have. I think that it's actually going to go further. And um, it looks like I missed on an opportunity, but it was the same situation where I didn't hear from the Lord to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And I stayed in and now I'm seeing a reversal. Now I'm yeah. seeing it turn around and go the other way. I'm like, ah, okay, good. <laughs> amen. Keep going. So, yeah. amen. Well, it reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, 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 acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. Yeah. You know, so when I'm acknowledging Him, when I make those decisions, when I'm acknowledging Him in those moments when it's like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. When I'm acknowledging Him, what am I doing? In fellowship, I'm like in, in that fellowship, I'm recognizing God's going to give me wisdom. He's going to show me what to do, and I'm going to and I need to do what He said. Yeah. You know, there there were times as we were as Serena and I were moving here. You know, like we're talking about midst of pandemic, all this crazy stuff. 
none of neither of us have a job at this point. We're just being obedient and we're moving here in, in obedience, you know. And and let's be honest, it didn't make sense. And and it's in those moments right. when you begin to recognize, you know, okay, my understanding says I shouldn't be doing it this yeah. way, but my fellowship with the Father says I should be doing it this yeah. way, and I need to trust Him that it's going to work out. And we've had people tell us, now you're missing it. This isn't what you should be doing. You sure. should be doing this. And, and, and you know, pastor helped us significantly, you know, because we t- went to him. Because here's the thing, when people tell us we're missing it, we're not just going to take that lightly, yeah. you know, because because I, I don't want to miss it. If I'm missing it, then... Yeah. <laughs> then Things aren't going to work out, you know, and if, if, but if I'm being led, then they'll work out. And yeah. this is one of the things that, that pastor encouraged us in is, is, you know, listen to that, take it to the Lord and then whatever he tells you to do, do yeah. that. And so, so yeah. we were able to, to say that to people, Hey, we don't think you, okay, well, I'll take that. I'll take that to the Lord. I'm taking it seriously. I'll take it to the Lord and whatever he tells me to do, I'll do it. And, yeah. and so that helped uh, keep us on the right track. Yeah. So Lord, we're, we're hearing this, we're hearing this, Lord, but we know that you know what's best for us. That What is that? We're sticking with our keeper. Yeah. We're yeah. sticking with, with him. We're not leaning on our understanding, which says you, we should probably do this because that makes sense. Or we should probably do this because that, that makes sense. You know, like, because I'm telling you right now, you know, I felt such a heavy responsibility to provide for my family. You know, in those moments when, when neither of us had jobs and, you know, how are we going to do this? Yeah. But here's the thing. We trusted him. We were obedient to him, you know, and in, and he gave us instruction. He gave us direction. And yeah. in that instruction and direction, we never missed a bill. We never missed anything. We were well supplied, well provided for abundantly. Yeah. You know, God blessed it, you know, and God's continuing to bless what we do. Why? Because we went back to the keeping. We didn't rely on our understanding, yeah. but in all we did, we acknowledged him, Lord, what's the next step? What yeah. do you want us to do now? And yeah. as we listened to him and obeyed in, in his keeping, because that's what keeping looks like. It's not just me sitting here doing nothing, waiting for God to work it out. Being kept is I'm entering into that fellowship, remaining with him. And as he moves and as he guides, I'll, I'll move and I'll obey. As he gives me the wisdom, I will step out of obedience because faith without action yeah. is dead. You know, so I'm not going to just sit back and do nothing. I'm going to be obedient to what he tells me to do. And as I'm doing that, I'm being kept by him and he'll work it all out because yeah. he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. So I'm trusting him. Pastor just showed up at the beach. <laughs> it's very tropical. Wow. He was just translated before our eyes. To San Francisco, too. Oh, my goodness. And now he's Ansize. Now he's in. Uh... Oh, you're at the Northern Lights. That's yeah. so fancy. Okay. I'm, I'm so distracted now, but trust in the Lord. Amen. <laughs> well, and one of the things that, as you were talking, came up to me, when we stand before God, we're going to have to answer to him for the things he called us to do, yeah. not the things that other people have called us to do. Yeah. So, like, there, you're talking about when you moved here. Mm. When I moved here, there were many people that thought that I had missed it, too, mm. and very loudly proclaimed that I'd missed it. And there, it was so many things. But pa- what one thing pastor says often is that but love will this. always prove you right. Look at this now. Yeah, love will prove you right now. And I know what, I know what you're about to, about to say. Here's what I also want you to show is what was being said then and what's being said now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So at that point, when I moved here, it was, you're missing it. It's wrong. Blah, blah, a whole bunch of garbage. And pastor told me then, love will prove you right. Stay in your love walk. Abide mm -hmm. with him. Yeah. He will prove you right. You don't need to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And I recently just got a phone call, like within a month of one of the yeah. biggest, like, naysayers of me being here and this person called me and they said I knew the whole time that you were supposed to be there like mm. I, I just didn't want to admit it to myself but I see the fruit that you're walking in mm. I see that your life is is you know it looks like Jesus mm. and this person has reached out to me multiple times I've had multiple people from back home actually reach out to me over the years and say I need you to pray for me I need your church to pray for me I need the sort of things that you have in your life wow. and so even though the testimony at the beginning was you've missed it mm. love proves us right yeah. every time if we'll continue to abide mm -hmm. in his keeping with Amen. that love walk yeah, yeah. Amen. That's good. I like the northern lights behind you. <laughs> it's really I was relaxing. trying to find something just colorful but plain, but they don't have that <laughs> readily available. So northern lights it is. Amen. Which are really cool if you've never seen them. Have you seen them? Mm-hmm. He went on a cruise with Pastor Nicole for their anniversary. You saw it on the ocean? No, I don't. Oh. I don't think we saw it there. I saw it when I was in the Marines in Norway. Um, I thought you That's saw it in Alaska. I was wrong. Cold weather. I'm yeah. bad. They're amazing. They oh, are amazing. So, yeah, I, you know, and we had the same thing. Uh, we had a where we were, you know, just people thought we were crazy, but we were following the Lord. And then what ends up happening is. Those same people who used to call you crazy now call on you for help. Yeah. And uh, the, the world needs people like that. The world yeah. needs people that know Jesus so well mm -hmm. and they're willing to follow him. Now, the issue is that you don't want to go off and do that on your own without having some confirmation. You know, yeah. you don't want. Yeah. And that's a problem that goes back to what y'all were saying at the beginning about covering mm -hmm. is you have. You don't have to do this alone. You have a covering. You have people who are anointed mm -hmm. uh, to help confirm and yeah, yeah. are anointed to help get that anointing and that leading into your life. Um, a covering is so, so very important. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've watched as we've been connected to different people, how just in that moment where everything, where the rubber meets the road, where it is life and death, uh, in that moment where eternal life and death is hanging in the balance, I've watched how those connections, you know, uh, Pastor uh, JB, Pastor Chris DiCiaccio, uh Ted Shellsworth Sr., uh, Brother Tracy Harris has been a major one many times. Right in that moment, all of a sudden, uh, they have a word, and it is exactly what I needed it actually gave me the oomph and the power to break through and to get through that. And, um, you know, that covering is so important. Apparently it's one o'clock. Yeah, yeah the say. dinging in the background is pastor's clock. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. So, but anyway, at yeah. least it was one and not 11. <laughs> That's true. So, um, but we've seen it so many times where uh, that, 
covering is there to help confirm things to you, to strengthen you, um, to not play around with you. You know, you see Jesus. I think we think Jesus was this guy who just walked around and he was like, oh, you're just so awesome. And I just love you so much. You're going to do great things. And that's all he ever said to people. That is not what he said to people. You know, look at the disciples in a death storm. And he goes, oh, ye of little faith. He tells the disciples in John 6, when he's talking about a very hard subject for them, eating my flesh and drinking my blood, he didn't pull any punches. He says, you want to go too? You know, he goes into the uh, temple and he lays waste to the money changers, Mm -hmm. right? He calls the Pharisees a, you know, uh, whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. You know, he, he wasn't this guy that love is not, this sugar-coated garbage, you know. Um, yes, love, it, his love is amazing. His love is so merciful. He is so passionate about us. He loves us with an everlasting love. But you don't see love that's always telling you how good you're doing. Yeah. Love, when you have people that have corruption inside of them, uh, what you do is you see love disciplines those that he loves he corrects those that he loves he he deals with them he doesn't just leave them in one place he actually takes time Mm -hmm. uh to grow us and so i can tell you from the time you know we have people that thought we were crazy but then the lord took time to grow us and now we're stronger than we ever have been before barrett same thing with you stronger than you ever have been before you know we had a session the other day and I needed to give you some correction and some some discipline and pull up some points that you need to look at. I remember when you first came, <laughs> when you first came and we would have a conversation, it would be like, okay, okay, and run, you know, and, uh, but then now you're like, okay, yep, I need to fix that, I need, because you've grown, you're, you're stronger than you were before, same thing with, with Buddy and Serena, I've seen that in them as well, um, we're not designed to sit still and just wait on the train to heaven mm-hmm. to pick us up, we're yeah. designed to grow, to be productive, to be fruitful. We need people in our lives that will call us on things, yeah. that will show us where we're where we might be missing it, help us see where God is leading. They don't make the decisions for our lives, but they have an insight to help oversee us. And we will walk into a big blessing of God when we start to understand that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Well, Pastor, I'm so thankful that you joined us. Yeah. From Alaska. Know, from Alaska. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this has been huge. It, like being in the covering, being in, you know, in God's system of covering, because where you know, like you you've mentioned this before, the scripture where the anointing flows to the head, to the beard, the elders, and then down to the yeah. you know that's how it flows. Yeah. You know, we we were talking. I mean, on Sunday we talked about this a little bit yesterday on Sunday. You know, I, I had the opportunity to preach, and uh, and the Holy Spirit was just flowing and moving. Yeah. The anointing was very stronger than I've ever experienced it. And the first thing I said to Pastor was, I recognized that that wasn't my anointing. Why? Because I was under His cover. I was under that protection. I was under that authority. And 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 because of that, the Holy Spirit was allowed to move in a way that I've never e- even experienced or yeah. seen before. 
And, uh, and so, you know, as we choose, as we choose, well, yeah. as we choose to, to honor the authority and honor the covering yeah. and honor the keepers, you know, like the Lord is our shepherd. You know, I shall not want the, 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 the shepherd, the under shepherds, all of that. Like when we, when we choose to, to honor the cover or, or stay under that cover, we're protected. Those who dwell yeah. in the shelter of the Lord will find rest under the shadow of the Almighty. That's, yeah. It's a covering system. That's the way God operates in, in His that's, keeping. That's a it's word. a covering system, you know. And so when I choose to stay under in His system, under under that covering, and, and honor the covering that God's given us, when we honor the covering that God's given us, we're kept. We're kept. Mm-hmm. When, when we get correction from the covering that God's given us, yeah. what's the correction for? So that we don't get out of the keeping, but... Yeah but stick under that keeping and we're more protected and more blessed and we're able to do more for the kingdom of God than before. Yeah. It's, it's in the yes. covering. It's in the shadow of the almighty that we're kept. That's where you read in Psalm 91 where, where a thousand can be dying on my right hand, 10,000 all around me, but these evils will not touch, touch you. Why? Cause I'm kept. When Jesus said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. We're kept from the evil one. As long as we abide in that covering that, that, yeah. that God's given to us. Yep. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, I love you guys and thank you for being diligent to yeah. stay in that covering and to trust the Lord. And I really appreciate that. I'm going to jump off of here and let y'all wrap it up today. Yes, and uh, I love you very much and I'll see you soon. Love you too, sir. Love you. Bye. All right. Bye guys. Bye everybody. <laughs> love you. Well, we thank y'all for being on with us today. You know, just like every single time we do a broadcast, this broadcast is free. It's completely free. It's our our honor to be able yeah. to, for a job, <laughs> come in front and just share the word of God. What a privilege and an honor. So this is truly a gift that we sow into you. However, the kingdom is a sowing and reaping kingdom. It's a kingdom designed for investments. So today, if this broadcast is ministered to you, if you believe you've received from this broadcast, then what the word says <coughs> that we should do is we should sow into that ground. So yeah. we open up the opportunity for you to have the ability to sow today. If you would like to do that, Abby is going to put up a lower third that will give you a whole bunch of different ways that you can give. You can give by going to giveww.org. There's also the QR code right over here that you can scan with your phone. It'll take you to the page and show you all the different ways that you can give. On Facebook, you can do hashtag donate, but we encourage you to sow not because it's seed in the ground where we are. You know, all the seed that comes in, we use it to further the gospel. So it's not going into mine and buddy's pockets. It's not going into pastor's pockets. It's going into the kingdom, whatever the Lord says to do with it. The reason we open this up to you is because when you give, you immediately position yourself in line to become a recipient. Mm -hmm. So when you sow, just like when you plant a seed, you are expecting to see a a seedling spring up from the ground. You're expecting to see that plant start Mm -hmm. to rise up. You're expecting to see fruit off of that seed. That's what your seed today can and will produce if it's sown in faith obediently. 
So ask the Lord, Lord, would you have me so today? And be obedient to his voice, only his voice. And that's the covering. There have been different moments in my life where I sowed. I remember one in particular, actually. I was at a meeting at another church. You know, Pastor Brian, Pastor Nicole and I went. And um, the Lord told me at that point to sow the biggest offering I'd ever sown before. And at that point, it was, I think, $300. I'd never sown anything like that before in my life. but. I believe I'd heard him to do it. So I sewed, didn't have it. Like, it's not like it was just extra kicking it in my bank account, but I was obedient. And then I think it was like a year and a half later, a debt that I had had, multiple thousands of dollars of debt that I'd been believing to see erased, supernaturally came into mine and George's hands and it was eradicated. And I asked, like, I was talking to the Lord about it and he's like, that harvest came from that seed. Had I not been obedient to sow in that meeting, that seed, that day, I wouldn't have had the harvest to see that debt completely wiped free. And so all it requires is obedience. That that's the keeping of God. He, you mentioned it Sunday. He knows where to have you sow so that a harvest is already waiting for you when you arrive at that point. So today, just be led. If he tells you to sow, sow and do it joyfully, knowing that there's a harvest coming for you and your family. Amen. 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 So we're going to pray for all of those seeds that are sown today. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we declare Every seed sown, blessed, yeah, thank you. blessed, blessed, let it be pressed down, shaken together, pouring over back yeah. into their laps. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you, Lord, for the harvest yeah. that's coming. God, your word says that in Galatians 6, 7, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he shall reap. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that you, uh, and it says two verses later, God, that uh, we should not grow weary in well-doing, for at the right moment we will reap yeah. if we don't give up. And Father, I thank you, the harvest is on the way. It is harvest time yeah. for those who are watching and especially for those who are sowing right now. Father, thank you. It is harvest time for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We thank you for being on with us today. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130. But before we hop off, reminder, Brother Ted Shuttlesworth Sr. is going to be here at Boomerang this Sunday yep. morning. We're going to have an event out later today. So when you see that up, like it, share it, do all the things mm -hmm. because Brother Ted, it's not often that he comes and ministers at a church. Like that's mm -hmm. very unique for him. Mm -hmm. So it's an honor and a privilege to have him here in house with us this Sunday morning at mm -hmm. 10 a.m. And then starting Sunday night, he's going to be here in Albemarle doing his tent meetings Sunday night through Friday night at the YMCA Park. It's going to be phenomenal. So we invite you to be a part of that with us. Make travel plans. Come on down, up, over, wherever you live. <laughs> Come to Albemarle. It's going to be phenomenal. So we love you. We'll be back tomorrow at 1130 and we'll see you then.